chocolate pudding, whatever. And welcome to episode 90 of Rhythm Encounter, the RPG fan music podcast. I'm your host, Mike Salvato, and today we are talking about summer and tropical music and RPGs. So Woo! joining me on this journey today. Oh, yeah. We'll start with That's you. That's a good theme. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sounds hot. Is, right? is uh, Stephanie Sabidlo. Hello. Hello. Uh, Peter Treisenberg is also here with us. Yellow. And Greg Delmage. Hey ya! I wish you came in with something more creative. I like the hey ya. Hey is good. Last episode, I, everyone everyone decided to randomly say hello in different languages. That's pretty it. Cool. Sounded, it sounded like it was rehearsed, but it absolutely oh. was not. Wow. You want to try okay. again? You want to say hello in Canadian? Uh, yes. Okay. Hey. Hey. Right, um, <laughs> there you go. Going going off Greg's hey ya. I'm gonna go hey ya. Nice. Hey. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, anyway, yes. So, summer music, <laughs> tropical music. Actually, Stephanie, this was your idea. I think like six years ago or something ridiculous. That's a good idea. And oh we're God, finally that long ago. and we're finally doing it. Yeah. Our backlog. Yeah. <laughs> Even a, for our podcast, yeah. Huge backlog of ideas, you know. And towards the end of summer, no less. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's still happening. It's still hot out, so it works. It's still hot. It's still hot. No, I'm into this. Let's do it. I'm very excited about this. Actually, it was not easy to choose. No. Like all of the like tropical music is always my favorite music. Yeah, I feel like you've talked about this before. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I don't know. I live in Canada. We get terrible winters. Of course I like the tropical music. For for the Ontarians out there, Wasega Beach just is not that great. <laughs> Sorry. I've never been actually. I saw a dead fish there. It was terrifying. Oh, you're not missing much. No, I've heard. It's it's, it's very chachi. Uh, yeah. I mean, my my yeah. beach resort town was Grand Bend, which is a bit further from you, but it's still it's a nice. A little, little further, yeah. Town. It's actually nice. Yeah, you live in an okay part. You you all live in like better parts for this. I mean, yeah. Well, now in BC, I get some pretty great beaches. Yeah. Uh, when it's not raining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, and I also just like some of the variety here. We got like uh like oldies and new stuff here in the mix, and like some stuff I actually had to look up too, and I always look forward to that. It makes me sad that PlayStation 2 games will now be oldies. I know. Yeah, I know. Oh, no. 360 already is. PS3 360? You're Those speaking are... to the choir, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's all retro. <laughs> I'm very excited to hear Star Tropics is here, though. I have to say, that was that was like the one I went, aww, for. You know? The only reason Mike's on the show. <laughs> yes, well, also because I'm hosting it. Um, I feel like we almost need a second uh, new term because now that PS2 is retro, what does that make things like the NES? Like, oh, I think it's God. classics. Fossils. Super retro. That point. Fossils. Fossils. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fossils. What does that make me, now. Steph? You find them like crustaceans inside, you know, and you have to clean them out to, to make them play and you have to blow out the cartridge every time. Yeah. Actually, you shouldn't do that. Oh, uh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. we've deleted so many save files that way. Yeah. Yeah, All right, cool. So the, so the game console from five years after I was born is a fossil. So I'm trying not to think about that too hard. Yeah. Um, so on a, on a happier topic than me being a fossil, <laughs> um, 
let's talk about some summer music here, huh? Yeah. Um, or in this case, an Oasis music. So um, Peter has our first track today. What do we have? My first pick of the day is Oho Oasis from uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga plus Bowser's Minions. This is the re- slightly remixed version of the music from the original Game Boy Advance title oh. by Yoko okay. Shimomura. I'd love... Yeah. Well, we're not officially talking about it, but I do love just the, the naming of like places and things in the Mario games. Like That's just a fun name for an Oasis. It's very, it's very alliterative. I enjoy it. It is. Oasis. Yeah, that's nice. I almost didn't pick a Stardew Valley song because in my head I've brought too many Stardew songs on the show and then I realized that I have brought like one. So even though I think about it all the time, I apparently don't always bring the music on the show. So I... Because you keep have... telling yourself you've already done it a bunch I know, and you don't. I know. <laughs> but the spreadsheet doesn't lie. So anyway, so yes, after Oho Oasis, I have one of Stardew Valley summer themes, which is summer, uh, the sun can bend an orange sky. So let's go listen to Oho Oasis. <laughs> let's go listen to Oho Oasis <laughs> and the Sun Can Bend in Orange Sky.
Yeah, so um, I feel like Nintendo, when Superstar Saga came out, they were kind of going through a summer phase, if that makes any sense. Like between hot Nintendo summer. Hot yeah, Nintendo it was summer. it was it was it was hot Mario summer. Um, <laughs> uh, because between uh, Mario Sunshine and this, and just kind of I don't know the general vibes of the GameCube era. You had a lot of games that were very light, colorful, and they had a lot of like beach-themed areas. And Superstar Saga is no exception. That game, um, when you get to Oho Oasis, it's um, I believe this is the area where Mario and Luigi get their hand powers for the first time. Uh, so it's one of the last um, power-ups you get in Superstar Saga. And in general, just this area is just super fun. It's very the music is very lighthearted. I really love the kind of like bombastic trumpets it's got going on in the background, um, and that initial like that this bop, the the initial like bop has been like stuck in my head for years. They're like dun 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 dun. Like it's 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 super fun. I enjoy this song a lot. I think steel drums are just perfect in general, like and especially for that tropical vibe. But <laughs> I don't know. They're like the happiest sounding instrument ever. Oh, they really are. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a really short. It's a really short tune. Like it doesn't really last very long before it loops. But at the same time, it, it gets the it gets the it gets the point the point across. There's a few times I've had like tropical songs just in my summer playlists, you know, and <laughs> I kind of carry around with me mm-hmm. uh, just for the summer, and then I ditch it because it sounds weird in the winter time. It just makes me sad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, this would definitely be one of them. But like, no, I like this. This is really fun. Shimamura does do well with her beach music, huh? She really does. I mean, she doesn't she doesn't only do like upbeat bouncy stuff, but like she's really good at that and that lends itself really well to like beach stuff and tropical island things. That's why so much of the Legend of Mana soundtrack is so good. Mm. Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah, top anything on that one. That's all I wanted to pick and then I stayed away, but uh, we, yeah. We we so commonly associate Shimamura with like the heavy strings and somber piano and then it's like oh no but when she wants to have fun like she really can destiny yeah, like island stuff yeah just exactly makes me so happy mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's remixed it a whole bunch of times in very beautiful ways oh yeah definitely um but yeah like this one you're right like it sounds like um it sounds like a festival like you you expect to like just show up at this like island party the way this music sounds oh yeah again with the trumpets the steel drums all of it like it's just got a lot of uh a lot of energy it's an exciting place to visit because usually when you think like deserts and stuff um obviously it's very oppressive but then yeah this oasis is that it's an oasis it's a break it's it's refreshing Mm -hmm. yeah exactly no that's a good way of putting it is there a party or something? I actually, this this actually is the Mario and Luigi game I have finished, but you know it was so long ago now. It I has been a while. Here, I, like I said, I think this is the part where you get like one of your last power ups. Um, so you are like kind of like using it to like solve like some basic environmental puzzles and exploring the area a little bit. Um, so that's pretty fun. Yeah. I, I have for shame never played this one even though I really 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 want to or at least you know I started it uh, but like does uh, the scenery match the music nicely oh yeah Superstar Saga is just such Somewhat, a bright yeah. and colorful game um, 
both versions you're playing. I actually think the 3DS remake, I know that some people aren't a fan of the new art style. I think it looks quite nice with... Um, I thought it was nice, yeah. Yeah, it's got this, like, these very detailed sprites. Um, and it, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I would wholeheartedly recommend playing that one if you get a chance. Yeah, it pushed the... Uh... Well, I mean, I don't know if it pushed the, the Game Boy Advance. Because it was Game Boy Advance, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the original, a, the original was yeah. Game Boy Advance That's 2003, I, I want to say. 2003. I haven't played the remake, um, which I'm sure cleans it all up a bit. But uh, yeah, it was a good looking game. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. They both are. Yeah, those, those sprites are pretty phenomenal. Very expressive, too. Yeah, they have a lot of fun with that. And the frame rate was beautiful, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think... I've oozed the graphics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's too bad Nintendo doesn't like. I mean, they have they have so much. Like, I know it's it's hard to ever like get a lot of their old collection on new systems, since especially they're like restarting their collections on new consoles. But I wish they would do collections more. Like, they do yeah. they don't bundle their games like a lot of companies do. But like a collection of all the Mario and Luigi games, I think would do really well. That would and be that, really that would be a lot cool. of game too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would. Really... I mean, but you could only buy it until March. Oh, oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'm so excited for the Mega Man Battle Network one that we're getting. I know yeah, I am too. Oh, my God. Holy crap, awesome. finally. <laughs> I'm also, I'm just, I'll be forever sad that Alpha Dream went under. Um, yeah. That company, they had a lot of talents, and I would have really liked to see them take yes, the design yeah. that they learned from Mario and Luigi and maybe take it to something new. Because even That'd I be will, cool. even I will freely admit that series was getting a little long in the tooth, and that's why yeah. sales were declining. Mm-hmm. But man, what if? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's they they're not blind. Obviously, they've, they've tried it out with that Mario collection. There's the rumor mill is turning that there's a Metroid Prime collection just sitting in the wings, and yeah. um, and they can see other companies doing it and succeeding. So I mean. They'd be dumb not to want to print that money, but right. we also don't know again what's going on behind. Like, will they add Game Boy Advance to the Switch Online service? Right, right, which would be great. <sighs> Nintendo has this weird. It's another system, and then you have to like start that cycle up all they... over again. I swear to God, they better not uh, charge know, even like, more money. It's for... so annoying. Listen, I really enjoyed playing Game Boy Advance games on my massive. Game Boy Advance, aka the Wii U uh, video <laughs> controller. Yes, me too. Yeah, that was a weird one, huh? Massive pixels for everyone. I just, I just <laughs> no, for the few who bought, for the ten people who bought a Wii U. I was one of those people. I know, <laughs> me too. So three, so four of the ten Short are right here. I know. Yeah, right. What a coincidence. <laughs> I still have mine plugged in. I'm just playing some yeah, of the retro can... stuff that I like backlogged yeah. forever ago. I want to. I was on it. Mario and Luigi on that. I don't. Know. Superstar Saga is. Okay. The original okay. Superstar Saga and right. get it and Partners in Time. Get it before it closes down. Yeah, yeah. for real. Yeah. You got it till next year. But yeah. Either way, back to the music. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Very on point with uh, the theme. That's a great way to start us off. For yeah, sure. I thought so. Uh, and then you, what do you have? So Stardew Valley has several summer themes. That was really easy to write and less easy to say. Um, some are more upbeat than others. I think some are mo- a little more energetic and because it's summer. Like that's definitely where the... like the coolest of the bunch. Yeah. Well, I chose one that's like, because we have a lot of like really like bouncy, you know, songs today. Like like yeah. that first one, especially. Um, yeah, I wanted pretty I, go-to. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted something that's just a little bit, a little bit less um 
because it's like it has a nice energy but not not as much i don't much know how as... to describe it other than orange it feels very it's orange, orange. there yeah. you go yeah it's like summer sunset and i think yeah. that goes beautifully that's that's what i like about like ice inside of an orange juice <laughs> it uh i feel like it captures like that feeling of a hot summer day where you want to go out and do stuff um but it sounds a little tired yeah <laughs> but not for too long like you yeah. don't want to be out in the sun for too long <laughs> <laughs> at least yeah, that's how i hear it yeah. the title mm-hmm. is pure poetry the sun can bend an orange sky like it's just beautiful and yeah it kind of gets all those feelings up in your head exactly <laughs> i love it it kind of reminds me this 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 is my this is a more of a specific reference for me but like it reminds me of when i was working at boy scout camp um Ooh. and um every week we would do it we ended the camp week with this uh, this thing called a fireball where we had a massive bonfire um, by the beach, and uh, it was just, yeah, it was just really fun. One everyone of those would come moments. out. Yeah, everyone would come out and sing songs and do skits and tell jokes, and it was just oh, like, fun. yeah. But it was like this big kind of chill party atmosphere, and that's what this reminds me of. Like, you've got this kind of sense that, like, oh yeah, everyone's like kind of chilling and unwinding at the end of a long day. It's yeah. summertime. There's waves lapping. The sun is going down. Uh, that um, sounds a lot safer than a sport named Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that that until you described it, I was worried. Like that's <laughs> right. a little dangerous. <laughs> yeah, just a a, so... a bit um, a football soaked in petrol and it, lit on fire. Uh, right. I'm like, <laughs> if if you have a badge from that, that, if you earn a badge from that, then you 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 weren't good at what you do we yeah, did right. we did we did do like a weird uh viking oh, i love a little bit of sitar in right point, now but... i got <laughs> sorry oh no 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 please continue i was the weird story no okay so like <laughs> i know like uh so like do you hear this song whenever you think of that moment or like did you hear it then because i've had it where like i'm walking around my university and i hear the stupid blam garden theme in my head sometimes <laughs> <laughs> this does kind of yeah i could see this being like associating this song with a place for sure it's definitely got that like ambient sound to it i i do really like like you said the what was it the sitar yeah that's yeah, kind of twanging in the foreground that's really fun yeah well it's like out of context you would think this was also yeah like a desert theme because of how stereotyped that instrumentation has been oh, yeah. in past games for sure yeah, we definitely associate this sort of instrumentation with deserts, typically, especially in video games. Um, but I can also, yeah, totally see it for um, kind of an evening time summer song as well. I like that it's nice and long, too, so it's not really repeating that often, unless you really yeah. sit and stay in it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good thing about, I think, most of the like the main season themes in stardew because you are going to hear them for most of Lots. each day yeah so if they were really short loops, <laughs> yeah i'd love to go to the composer you have to make it good they're going to hear it a lot we can't let them get tired of it exactly. <laughs> well it was all just concerned ape wasn't it Dude, right all of it yep <laughs> themselves yep. which there's in-house? a whole book about how that as heck, ran yeah. them into the ground almost oh really oh was that jason schreer's book oh, that sounds right I have I have a copy of that. Yeah, he has a chapter all about the making of Stardew Valley, and it's really interesting. Oh wow! I should check out that book. Wow, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've heard. I know I've heard it advertised. Yeah, from right. what I've heard. Yeah, it's called Blood, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. That's the title. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Title. Okay. Well, yeah. he has he has more than one, right? I was going to ask if it he was has, that book. Or he one just published a second one. Yeah, but that one's about like video game like failures and studio closures. Oh, okay. Ooh. 
It's a little more depressing, and a lot of it talks about Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> um, so, Mike, for those of us uh, who haven't played much uh, Stardew, so you say there's multiple summer themes. Like, do they rotate around throughout like the different days in summer to add some more summer variety, a la right. instead of like what you get in Harvest Moon, where it's the same summer theme for a month? Or, right. Like, how does that play out? Each, you know, I, I've never looked into why, if there's certain days, certain songs play, or if there's like, if they're based on weather, I don't actually know. But yeah, each I think each season has three. Is it randomized? It might be randomized too. Um, but there gotcha. are mul that's multiple nice. songs for each season. So yeah, oh, okay, that's it mixes things up. That's cool. I mean, yeah, plus, you know, you go into town and other parts, you know, this is like other parts Just of when the you're farming map. Yeah. I world, really yeah. need to play this game. I'm sad I've held off for so long. I've seen my, uh, my nephew play. He likes it. Yeah, I held out for a few years, and then, and then I couldn't stop, so. I love when that happens, and I hate it, too. I hate when I'm already, like, on the bandwagon after the wagon's already been evacuated, because new bandwagons are around. I mean, there's no sequel <laughs> yet, so you're still good on this one. That's yeah, true. nothing's really toppled it, so to speak. There's plenty That's of farming like, that have come really since. That's really taken the reins. Yeah, like people are loving Story of Seasons. It's basically like, do you want Story of Seasons or do you want Stardew? And one yeah. of them iterates a bunch. The other one is just been doing its thing really well for a while. Yeah. yeah it's interesting, huh? Like, I mean, it, he's never hid the fact that he was inspired by, you know, Harvest Moon, of course. Of course. But yeah. it's like when you see new farming and sim games now that no one no one says like, hey, it's like Harvest Moon. They all say it's like it's inspired by Stardew now. That's yeah, an impressive really accolade. Eh? Yeah. Like, that's it. You topped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really has become like the standard bearer for that uh, genre, especially in the indie sphere. And yeah, yeah, that's really something. Yeah, unless you want that an anime farm sim, then Stardew's the way to go for what it seems like. Which it's I'm either like that. It's either like <laughs> oh, Stardew not. or it's like Rune Factory. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Neither of which are bad. I actually loved Rune Factory as well. Oh yeah, Rune Factory. Ditto. Yeah. Which is why I haven't picked up Stardew because I still need to finish Rune Factory Frontier. And I just know that I'll just forget all about <laughs> if I. And I guess like stuff like Dragon's Cafe has been kind of influenced by like this kind of direction for uh -huh. sim based right. stuff oh, too. Little, yeah, that game was yeah. cute. It was. It was a fun time. Yeah, and also We're... the Mario movie does not get enough credit for being a funky cyberpunk journey through the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, that, that. I think it got enough a... credit. I yeah. Thing that happens. <laughs> um. <laughs> Hey, uh, okay, I, I can swing your way too. I'm <laughs> glad that two John, schools of thought. <laughs> I'm glad that John Leguizamo's career eventually recovered. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Well, that's two episodes Bob in a row we've talked about that movie. not the worst Mario, and I'll stand by no. that forever and ever. It had great acting. It was just it was what it was. But isn't that, that didn't we talk about this movie last episode too? I am not complaining. Now I you're talking like about it with have. me. I can't remember. And I need to talk about it because I need to know it exists. Yeah, and it's not just a fever dream that was made up from time to time. I, know, I just remember talking recently how I dressed up as John Leguizamo Luigi for um, Halloween. Interesting. Valid. So you, you put your hair back, your uh, hat backwards. Yep. And I was allowed <laughs> to carry a wrench as a fourth grader. <laughs> Seems safe. See, now we have some yeah. continuity in the story between episodes. Yeah, that's right. Because then we had wrench. And then that's what actually dovetails nicely into uh, some songs coming up. Because I, I remember, real. Mike, you mentioned the wrench thing. That I remember was you beautiful. talking about the wrench. Yeah. Yes, please, please continue. What about wrenches? Yeah, uh, uh, Max has a wrench. Max from Dark Cloud 2 smacks people in the face with him. I probably why love a fourth him grader so should have had much it. for that. And Steve the Robot, like, are you kidding? He's one of the greatest protagonists of all time. 
and weird magic golf. Yo, weirdly so much better than Monica. Like, they kind of let her down. They did, but she was still... Um, I feel like I usually mostly played with her because she was so agile and such Me a great too. fighter. I um, liked his heavy hitting. He just kind of, like, meat, slug but... his wrench around, like, very lowly, and it hit, like, a thousand damage every time. And his blunderbuss pistol. Loved him. Yeah, I loved him. He was perfect. I, I love <laughs> that game. I miss it so bad. Like, I actually think Dark Cloud 3 could be so good right now. Yeah, I don't even know what they're doing with it. Um, yeah. I was talking in the chat how we need more of it. And it'd be nice to have a remastered soundtrack. But um, but yeah, I picked um, I picked uh, the most summery place from it when we were talking about summer games. Like I yes. said, I wanted to go with, um, obviously, That's Legend of Mana. One. But I just had done some Shimamura. I've talked too much about Shimamura. I was on the Shimamura episode. I figure I can diversify. And I was like, oh, I, I associate Dark Cloud 2 with summer. Not only playing it over the summer, but just I remember... It's again so very bright and vibrant, and then there's that whole tropical area around Vinicio and the 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 underwater cave or whatever the beast cave, yeah. the name of it. But I actually like that dungeon. A lot of them were kind of uh, looking. Like the first one is a sewer. It's not very inspiring, but this one was kind of chill looking. I like that. What you got against sewers? Rabonster <laughs> had great sewers. It's like clowns and sewers. It's even worse if you're terrified of clowns. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's on brand with the whole it thing. I wonder yeah. if that was subtly somewhere in there. Someone was like, you know, be funny. I didn't expect to be chastised for my lack of love for sewer dungeons, but that's what <laughs> we kidding. get with you, I guess. <laughs> but they are they are in a lot of games. It's true, now that you mention it. I mean, there's the whole future one in uh, Chrono Trigger, and oh, anyways, we could go pretty, off. But that yeah. was a fun one. Yeah, we're going off base, but no, this exactly. is a really good theme. I was actually thinking of putting it up, but you uh, you, you got the uh, yeah, you did it. I'm happy about, about that. And then who's the next one? Oh, it's you, because we were paired up. You were just saying at the beginning. All right, so I chose uh, from Romancing Saga, min uh, Minstrel Song, Ligo Island from a Window. And I love it so much. <laughs> uh, Kenji Ito doesn't really disappoint, though. I love his work so much. It's... I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. <laughs> That's it. That's good. All right, I did it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, so let's go listen to some Dark Cloud 2 and some Romancing Saga Minstrel Song, and then we'll be back to talk about them.
So yeah, Venicio is a nice place to visit uh, and a fun little town to build up, uh, which is definitely one of my favorite parts of the whole Dark Cloud thing is is building things. And uh, it was nice getting a bit of like a tropical reprieve because I don't think in Dark Cloud there was ever any sort of tropical sort of places. Yeah, in the first one, right? Mm-hmm. I do like the second level the best, the tree fort area. But uh, yeah, and this it, one it was, it was a bad just... start with the sewers, but then all of them get nicer. You're right, the forest one, yeah. the valley, and then beautiful Roar Valley Cave, I think it's called. Something yeah, like exactly. And you just get nicer locales. Like they, yeah, they really upped the ante between Dark Cloud and Dark Cloud Two for sure. You could see yeah. how much more love and care. And I mean, Dark Cloud One already had a great foundation, so. Getting into Dark Cloud 2, it was just nice to see all these fun new locales and ride around in your dinosaur train, and then you get to Venetio. I remember being, like, mystified by how pretty it was, and I was like, oh, yeah. I want to go to this place. And the yeah. music just sold it. Like, it's it's tropical, it's summery. You sound um, like you're on vacation. Yeah, absolutely. It's already begun, yeah. And it's it's funny, because I think it's when uh, another one that really came to mind for this episode was um, Final Fantasy XV, uh, the... Oh, where you go to the key? resort oh, there. Golden yeah. Golden Key. Golden Key, yeah. Yeah, when I was listening to this, um, uh, well, actually, when I, when, or rather not this, but when I got to, like, Golden Key, it sounds like they're very familiar. They're not, like, um, too far off, actually, which is kind of fun. Like, it's got a very similar vibe to that whole, just like Resorty. you said, being on vacation. Yeah. I also like that uh, the place turns into a cool, like, future lab, a future science lab or it something does. like that. Yeah, so yeah it they're like little pot gears. houses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like all the places in Dark Cloud too, they have like a present and a future section, and it's kind of cool to see oh, how right. different the future kind of looks from what you start with. Uh, but as you build the fundamental building blocks, so I think you're like putting up, yeah, like science centers and stuff like that, and building mm-hmm. decks. And in the future, it becomes like a whole big tech lab. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Dark Cloud uh, Two is so cool. All that yeah. stuff. But it's um, it's very easy to just like chill and build in that Shall stage like i remember spent i think i spent i feel Tag like i spent the it. most time building in vinicio yeah i did want to make them look really good like there's certain requirements you have to meet but i did make sure there was like a personal aesthetic <laughs> yeah. co- component that i had to meet <laughs> yeah absolutely and then yeah you just chill um yeah it's just it's song. that slow guitar uh yeah. it's like it's it's not too far off from like you could listen like, like to you it said, for there's an a lot hour, of bouncy ones and this one's more like the sun can bend an orange sky where it's just yeah. a bit more of like a chill wind down lazy sunset whatever summer yeah i really like the uh the strumming guitar because this also has another like association for me with something that uh grand rapids does a music festival uh every summer um where they just get a bunch of local musicians up and my dad used to play that like every year oh like, wow um and my, and my wow. dad my dad just plays i'll i'll, I'll, I'll what did, he, what did he play like what was uh, his instrument he just play. he just plays guitar like he he plays oh, an acu- acoustic guitar so like he just goes up there and plays like he wrote a few songs he does a few like grateful dead covers and things like that and it's like <laughs> that's awesome it's fun i used to i used to uh, the i was the kid with the camcorder like i know that guy oh <laughs> i i know i've been on record before saying i prefer acoustic range albums uh to piano ones so like even like this like uh just having the acoustic here you know it's just a great relaxing beat and can we please get your dad to play some video game covers on acoustic <laughs> i feel like he would probably look at me like peter what but um <laughs> but for, for real though it, it does kind of give me that, that this song reminded me of that very much and yeah i just i like that sound it's very chill it's very atmospheric i kind of like yeah. the what is like is it a flute in the foreground um i think so 
yeah, like that sounds really good too. Um, in general, yeah, I just really enjoyed this song. I haven't played Dark Cloud 2, so I don't really have the um, context for it. So I'm kind of just going off of vibes. Did you play either one? I played the first one. Okay. Um, See, I did not play the first one because I heard it was it was all okay. right. Um, it's but fine. it's supposed to be the next Zelda. <laughs> right. But this, I love I love Dark Cloud 2. I put so much time into that game. I mean, it it's a pretty solid action RPG anyway, but the, the world and the music, and then you throw in town building and uh, a photography system to come up with inventions, and it, they had me. So, yeah, I like this one. I See, I... I guess I, I will go along with the fact that it was a guitar. In my head, I think because it's like kind of beachy, I, I decided that it was a ukulele, um, which it might not be. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. I could see where you would think, but like it just feels a little too um, full for that, I guess. I don't know. It's not plucky enough. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. I can see that. I mean, the flute. But this would be tight on a ukulele, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the flute's <laughs> really the star there anyway. I think that's, I think that steals the show yeah it's very um oh what's the word like it, it feels kind of like a lot of songs i can think of like from like the 70s and stuff which just like the way the flute is being performed it just has some like, like nice personality to it yeah it really adds to the song it's friendly yeah it's so friendly yeah it's it a good way of putting it makes that welcoming note yeah but yeah that's about all i can really think to say about it it was just uh I was, I was happy to revisit the soundtrack overall, and this one just kind of stood out to me for it. The Dark Cloud 2 soundtrack is just really, really good. It really takes you away to all those places yeah. mm-hmm. very nicely. There, someone mentioned earlier about like a, a remastered or updated soundtrack, and there was <gasps> there was an arrangement it. album released it was so back good. then. But it, it yeah. only covered some of the songs. Yeah. But I like yeah, a lot that's of the, the problem. I was trying there. to find a different arrangement of this. Not that the original doesn't hold up well, but I just, you know, wanted to hear it expanded. Maybe it could get some real instruments, like a real guitar or ukulele would have been really nice. But uh, yeah, then no one's ever covered the song. There's no OC remixes, nothing. Uh, I, I actually did try learning the uh, Palm Brinks theme on accordion. <laughs> oh, wow. How'd that go? <laughs> yeah. Quite well. It's a, I mean, it's an accordion theme, so it actually sounds really nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's the main town theme, and it's done just entirely in accordion. It sounds really cool. It's got a very French vibe to it. Uh, and some of the other places, too, just kind of have that fairy tale kind of vibe to them as well. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the themes are really, really appropriate. And Nishiura did both soundtracks as well. Uh, so and good. I was just kind of oh quickly gosh. looking it up, and I was like, oh, right, they did all Professor Layton, too, which, yeah. I mean, they've just done a bunch of level five stuff, but uh, Professor Layton. He's really good with, like, short and sweet, but kind of hauntingly beautiful melodies. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's... They're all very like warm and welcoming when they are, and like he he's really good at kind of hitting the aesthetic with yeah. his music. Spot on. Yeah, uh, and, and same with the prof- uh, Professor Layton themes. Like to <laughs> find a theme that works for all these puzzles, you know, you, you got to find someone right. <laughs> he even did like really good tutorial music for Dark Cloud too. Like I said, the whole soundtrack's good. Please listen. Yes. Oh yeah. So uh, it's actually good timing that you brought on this romancing saga song since they're actually remaking minstrel song i think i think it's supposed to come out the end of this year so is it actually getting remade yeah. it is getting yeah, remade i, for, I, I actually forgot it was how did i miss that it, it was just remastered. announced a couple months ago yeah they're remastering all the saga games and i guess oh. that's next okay um, surprise is it just like an enhancement of the ps2 one because that game was beautiful yeah. like that was a late ps2 release so it looks stunning yeah some actually if i said remake if i said remake i misspoke i think it's just like a remaster but okay still. yeah 
I would love to play it again. It was too hard for me, this game. <laughs> it's, it's one of those Sega games. Oh, yeah, it is. The, the whole series. But I, I'm really glad Square's doing that because I like that they make their back catalog available. It's seriously one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. Like, it looks all entirely, like, watercolor painted. It's so gorgeous. Uh, they took a lot of that aesthetic style of the artist and just kind of transplanted it nicely into the textures of the world. Yeah. I also really like this song. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I like the wind chimes it's got. Right? In, in it. I like it's got kind of like a, like a bit of a Bal uh, Balinese influence to it. Um, it does, So it sounds of. a bit like, uh, yeah, so it sounds a bit like uh, Mario Odyssey's Forgotten Island. You know, they kind of take from that kind of same part of the world. And uh, what's that instrument? It's like a, a barung or something like that. Those that kind of belly sound. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I think it just sounds really interesting. I never got to this place in the game, but like I said, I love the soundtrack very much because romancing segas usually do that really well. And this song really stuck out. It just sounds incredibly relaxing. It sounds like you're already at that resort and you're already having a sleepy day in. Yeah. It. it it dovetails nicely off of the Vinicio sound. Like they're both very similar. We're definitely in our chill summer vibes right now from Stardew on to here. Um, and it's like, I, I like how it's got a very different rhythm. Like it's still very low and languid, but just like, I don't know. The syncopation's a bit different. Yeah. It sounds a little magical too. Like it sounds a little bit out there. You're far away. Uh, you're not, you're not in North America anymore. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah, because I know there's like a few soundtracks that have done like that kind of resorty vibe. Uh, the Star Ocean Three has starts with one where you literally start in a resort and it sounds kind of resorty that way. And this one kind of sounds a bit more, you know, a bit more further away from that. You know, you're not at a resort; you're somewhere enjoying a country that's just really warm. I like it. I uh, yeah. I definitely paired paired these two up because they both have really solid flute work. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, absolutely, yeah. they do. I appreciated the flute on this one as well. I love a good pan flute. Mm -hmm. It's very calming uh, in a different way than what, like the, yeah, what was going on in the sun can bend in orange sky. Like the flute, it's like yeah, it's that mat. It's the bit of the magic, I guess, or something. Just the woodwind, kind of yeah. whistling through the the breeze, your hair, your ears, like all that stuff. It's just, it's yeah, it's just a very like summer beachy tropical sound. It uses a lot of old instruments, I think. It really makes me want to just go drink something out of a coconut. Yeah, <laughs> like the background absolutely. of this place is like weirdly freaky because there's like an active volcano in the back, so there's like a very big red streak in the sky. Oh, so it's Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, but no, it looks really cool, and again, uh, like kind of sold a little bit more because Romance and Saga itself is just a very uh, aesthetic game, so it's actually quite nice to take it all in. And I always love when they nail the tropical aesthetic as well. So it's one thing to have the music, but a lot of these places do tend to go all out, trying to have like the bluest blues in the sky and the turquoisiest turquoises in the water. And it just looks so nice too. So it's always a place worth remembering. And I'm glad Looking like a lot of Chrono developers Cross. seem to put a lot of effort on it. Yeah. 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 Chrono oh, Cross the game basically for that. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. I haven't listened to a lot of Romancing Saga stuff um, as much as um, Pat has always touted it. And I know... Uh, <laughs> there's Pat, Pat would, has yeah. been talking it up even more with uh, a possible episode that's coming up that I'm sure you'll talk about, uh, Mike. Oh my god! Oh my god! Can we do a saga episode? Maybe. Uh, but yeah, Romance and Saga has some great music for sure. So thanks for opening me up to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like uh, Pat is definitely the the biggest like uh, uh, promoter of saga in general and also music on the site. But it's uh, 
it's hard to get say like really get into all of it because there's so much i mean it's decades worth of music and i mean they there's a bit of a barrier to entry for the series i find well yeah and like and then when it comes to albums like square puts out probably as many arrangement albums for saga as they do for like some other major series so that's very true yeah there's so much yeah, well, then they had that mobile game, and that was like that really had a bunch of stuff in it too. It's like a major hit too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so our next block is also Steph and Greg, um, although this time we're Hello starting again. with a song from Steph, bringing on a trail song because we do not have much trails. <laughs> the in one Rhythm I posted Counter. six years ago to get this going. Exactly. So which one is it? Uh, this is the Seaport City of Rouen. It's from uh, the first Trails in the Sky. After Trails in the Sky, uh, Greg, we have Greg's other song. <laughs> My other song. Uh, yeah, from Golden Sun, because I've, uh, I've heard so many good things. I will admit I have not played it. I wanted to take this as an excuse to start playing Golden Sun, uh, but I did not have the time, unfortunately, to get to it before the podcast went up. That's but, a big deal. Um, if you can like connect with a piece of music for a place that, or a game that you haven't played, I think that's special. Yeah, it does make it more impactful, um, but I took it as an opportunity all the same when I was kind of hunting around, and I've heard... Uh, like Stephen Meyerink say so many good things about Golden Sun and its yeah. music and stuff that I was like, I'll start listening. And I was like, oh, this is on brand. And I just started listening to more of it because of starting here, looking at the the tropical vibe of that game as well. So the Apogee Archipelago or Archipelago, um, however it's, people pronounce it, I think it's Archipelago, isn't it? I think it's a, I think it's a K sound. It is Archipelago? Right. Okay, I yeah. thought I had that right. Okay, so was... Apogee Archipelago um, just lured me in. So uh, yeah, okay, I... Uh, if you haven't heard Golden Sun stuff, this one from so The Lost good. Age might suck you in. So let's, I guess, listen to both of these and talk more. All right, let's go do that.
seaport city of Rouen. And it's just got all of those like motifs in a, you know, like uh, beachside motifs in a single musical song. It's got the steel drums. It's got like the, uh, you know, the, the soft kind of acoustic guitar. Um, I also kind of want to lump the fact that the town in this game is just really great. It's got a whole bunch of things to sightsee. It's probably the funnest chapter in the game where you kind of take some time off and go do a, a school play. Um, nice. So just a lot of good associations with this chapter. It's very entertaining. Uh, the music here is really good. The dialogue that you get from the NPCs, you're totally fine just kind of kicking around town and figuring things out. You play a mission that's uh, hide and seek, or not hide and seek, but a, a, what do you call it when you're looking for an object? Uh, stupid Riddler. Yeah, scavenger hunt. Yeah, with the game's blue Riddler. <laughs> that oh, you actually that guy. Meet. Yeah, that guy that you incidentally meet a lot later in the series. Yeah, he pops up in Cold Steel 2 as well. <laughs> yes. Um, so, like, just kind of a lot of exciting things uh, have the stage set in this chapter, and so I can't help but, like, the city of Rouen. The game in general is very cozy, and especially uh, if you like an old-school aesthetic, then Trails in the Sky is probably one of the coziest series that you could get into. Weirdly enough, I can smell this song. I love when that happens. That sensory stuff. Uh huh. Like yeah, you the, smell the beach. The, I smell the beach. I hear the sound of ships, and you know those like the dinging of bells. And oh, I love that. Yeah. I lived in Holland, Michigan for years. I've been around beach towns my whole life. So like, I totally recognize like, okay, this is like a harbor setting, and like, yeah, uh, yeah. I just I totally have this like full sensory experience listening to this song it totally is appropriate for this kind of setting and i think i haven't played trails in the sky for so long i'm planning on replaying it soon because it'll be my first time revisiting it since we did the game for retro encounter yeah. way back in the way day back when, yeah. <laughs> but i'm fairly certain that i made it to this town on that playthrough yeah and and yeah it is um it's a it's a really great really great part of the game yeah, it's it's just a nice part of the game. Um, I, like there's a few of the songs that we play today, and just along with what you said, that like I could smell the hotel sheets, you know, just listening to them, you know, mm -hmm. the ones that sound kind of beachy. Yeah, right. This has got that yeah. kind of sense that like you're like you're like brushing sand off your feet as you're walking into your hotel room, and like the yeah. windows open, and that sea breeze is coming in. Like, yeah, I just I and really every so that. often fish from the harbor. <laughs> yes. But yeah, you're just all it's missing here is like the seagulls and like just like the distant sound of like dock work and stuff. Is it like the nice seagulls or like the the Little Mermaid seagulls? Like, ah! <laughs> you know, and then they steal your sandwich. Those sons of. I'm like Chrono Trigger Chrono Triggers uh, seagulls. <laughs> Chrono Trigger seagulls. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Little Mermaid though, because this does kind of also remind me of Under the Sea. It's that. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that. that's yeah, true. Uh -huh. The happy vibe at the beginning, that kind of mm -hmm. beat it establishes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That. Does it, um, cause it has like a very clear introduction. And again, I haven't played this game. Um, I don't know if you remember when you're playing it, but like, but that like, um, it's not, I guess it might be castanets. It's almost something castanet like, but like when it loops, does it go to silence and then restart with the castanets? Or is it once it's going, it does it have another place in the loop where it just kind of keeps the, the vibe going? Yeah, no, I actually love the sound of that. Yeah. It starts up with it at the beginning. I think it kind of does that like vocal and then goes to the castanets and restarts all over again. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it gives it a nice little lull to kind of break it up. and. The video game loop is a very important part of the song. Well, exactly. Like, it's... And, like, I know there's some games where they build it in system that once it's started, you don't hear the start again. It has a different point where it loops. But, like, I wasn't right, sure right. if this was one of those. But it's... um. 
I mean, it feels like a seaport too because the song feels very busy. Like it's yeah, it's got that pluckiness in terms of um, it's a big like activity. City too. I yeah, love exactly. That. There's there's buzz. There's people. There's stuff happening. You're you're running through the streets to go to shops, talk to quests, all that sort of stuff. If you are a gamer who loves like towns, like I was when I was like five, that's like why I played it first. <laughs> I just liked exploring towns because uh, I wasn't good at battling. Then like t- the Trail series is really great for just enjoying some time off in towns and. Nice. Wasting time, is this I town see. made out of limestone? I imagine everything here is very uh, white stones. Yeah, it is actually. Okay. Holy crap! And light gray. <laughs> that's a very yeah. It's a very much a a beachy that's good port beach town trope. thing to do for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, good call. So yeah, it, it does have like a lot of that. Uh, it looks like that one Greek city. If that one, just that one. Oh, Santorini. Ah, there you go. Yeah, look up Santorini, and again, you'll see the influence in, like, Oodles video games. Uh, it looks like the Chrono Cross uh, city. Yeah, Chrono Cross is pretty guilty of that one. It's, it's yeah. pretty on the nose of being, like, we're Santorina-ish. Santorini-ish. exactly like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like, this is, this feels like, it, it, I mean, they'd all kind of work if you had a whole summary game. All of this stuff would fit together actually really nicely. It's one thing I've been noticing of all our picks, like, it's... Um, it's good parts to play. Yeah, you almost I mean, like it a little bit better for being in a watery and beautiful, and <laughs> mm-hmm. and like they just kind of, I don't know. It's not like they're like basic like, oh, this is the beach theme, but they kind of are in a way like they can just kind of blend so seamlessly. Whereas like you have stuff like back up to Oho Oasis, like it's very stylized, whereas the stuff's a bit more ambient. Yeah, I- I'm tragically torn on uh, Xenoblade One's Earth Sea because it's like kind of beachy, but it's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's true for, for good reason but i mean it's just it's sort of a unique kind of atmosphere unlike a lot of the songs that we play today that i think we we kind of want to avoid sad vibes on this warm sunny podcast yeah yeah, yeah. i think so yeah <laughs> i think we can all agree in that but it is it is a nice theme i mean if in the future we want to do a, a sad tropical island theme oh. episode no. i don't well i don't know of any i think that would be very <laughs> hard for people to put those together <laughs> Write us in, people, if you want to hear sad tropical music. (laughs) It's so specific. (laughs) It might be somebody's thing. That's true. I'm sad I'm on vacation. I mean, the the (laughs) Golden Sun song might be sad in the sense that it's like the Mario and Luigi games where they're hard to get and we will likely never see another one. Okay, now it's sad. Yeah, thanks. Well, I'm but, not trying uh, to make anyone sad. I just, I yeah. always hear such good things about those games, and they're, know, again, like yeah. hard to get your hands on now. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to play them, though, one of these days. But the song itself, or uh, the song itself for Apogee Archipelago is quite uh, plucky. It's so nice, yeah. I, I love a good plucky sounding song. I actually really hate sad music. I try to avoid it. I need to be in the right mood, and I usually just go for like a lot of the happy tracks. That's fair. Yeah. Well, this so, one uh, was one you can add to your list, although it is a very tight loop. Um, yeah. It surprised me that it was like a shorter loop than like one of our other picks later on that's on the NES. I was like, how is this more brief? But I guess, you know, it's a handheld, whatever. But it's, I don't know, like I was saying when I introduced it, I haven't yet to play Golden Sun, but this was a great way to kind of like hook me in because uh, I was just trying to think of like some tropical games that I'd heard talked about and it came up and like this one. It's very heavy on the steel drums, which we've had bits of it, but like it's the star of this song and yeah. it gives it such a great tropical vibe. It's less summer. This is tropical. When I hear this one, it's bang on for it. 
I really want to buy a steel drum. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't just know, to I'll just play neighbors. it during the wintertime, midwinter, while it's snowing. I'm just, you know, feeling hot, 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 ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Has anybody played Golden Sun? I mean, Mike, you were saying you haven't, I don't I'm think, right? I unfortunately sure. have not. No, okay. I don't. I don't sure have any of them. Or not. No. Do you know who wants Golden Sun to come back? Is the director of God of War. <laughs> really? Really? Corey he Barlog? really, really likes it. Yeah, Corey Barlog is a huge Golden Sun fan. And he's like on Twitter, and it got so much attention That's that he funny. wanted this. Yeah. I was gonna say one of those people is quality, and it is Corey Barlog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's uh, if this is like a good showcase of like what the game is or not. Um, one thing that stands out to me to this track though is also how few instruments are involved like it feels like you're yeah. listening to like just a tropical street band yeah yeah like, that's I an like actual that. like genre but like it's just like a small little crew of just like there's the person playing percussion there's the, the steel drums and that's pretty much it mm-hmm. i was gonna say um because i know that i used a remixed version of oho oasis earlier in the podcast but between that and this song it really does remind me how creative a lot of developers had to get with the game boy advances sound capabilities that 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 kind of bit crushed tinny audio it really did but a lot of developers were able to to circumvent that and make some well really said. really good sounding music and i think yeah. the, what i've heard of well. golden sun and you know mario and luigi things like that like those games really do shine despite the limited sound capabilities they're working with they yeah, don't have the just, hollowness yeah exactly <laughs> It, it's limit. It's limited, but at the same time, it uses that that uh, that sparseness to its advantage. Yeah, a, a lot of uh, fans have even been out there doing uh, like remastered soundtracks for Game Boy Advance, and it's such a good time for music too. That was really limited by the hardware. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Minish Cap remastered is is just absolutely gorgeous. That would be great. It was oh, I, was say, I really hope that we get some more of this. I mean, I, I, again, I was listening to some, I wanted to find something possibly with a bit more fullness to it. Yeah. Um, although maybe now thinking about it could have done a disservice to this song, which I'll come back to in a second. But yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of really nice fan tribute albums and such to Golden Sun and The Lost Age. Um, I think obviously Remix just had a big one not too long ago as well. That's great. But this track wasn't one of the ones on it. But now again, listening to it as a, um, I think... Peter, that's an important thing to note is that it was a choice to only have a few instruments because otherwise, yeah, it would have been way too crunchy and mm-hmm. just would have yeah overblown or overstimulated whatever, like the speaker, just, it wouldn't have worked. So keeping it simple with this like small instrument instrumentation troupe, um, I think really helped to capture the vibe of you're in this fun little tropical archipelago that's hard to explore or reach from what I think what I get. Uh, fans of the game might call me out on that, but that's the sense I get from when I was reading about it. Right, and yeah. uh, it just really captures that that tropical exploration vibe while keeping it fun. Like, there's not, there's no danger at all in this song. <laughs> what well, I, I think I like the, songs that can relay no danger. Yeah, I think the <laughs> limited uh, instrumentation also works with the fact that it's such a short loop because it's like, yeah, you know, he obviously had a very short amount of time to convey this message and this Good feeling. Point. So it's yeah. like, okay, well, let's let's do this. And as short of a loop as it is, it's it's actually pretty effective, I think, at doing that. Like with the hardware, with the small number of instruments, it works very well. It's nice the literal steel drum didn't sound too tinny on the Game Boy Advance. Right. I really, really enjoyed the Golden the Golden Sun world too. Like there was a lot of good tracks. A lot of the battle themes were really, uh, really pumping. Like there were really uh, uh, like lots of beats and like lots of energy into them. And so and it's I an like energetic that... combat system, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 
And, yeah. and so like I like how the soundtrack actually really nicely knows how to how to switch the you know the flow of each of the songs very well. Uh, who was it? Yeah, you said it was Sakuraba, right? Get some downtime. Right. Yeah, he's really good at like kind of going very very hard and then going really soft and pleasant. Right. It's it's kind of interesting that it worked out this way, and this wasn't as far as I know. I don't know who picked first. But I'm sure it wasn't planned, but that we have uh, this and Mario and Luigi. They have kind of similar stories in the sense that they're they're both like early Game Boy Advance RPGs and both published by Nintendo. And then we have a series that is almost all done by Shimomura. And then Sakuraba does all these Golden Sun games. And both are hard to get. And neither series, as far as I know, ever had any kind of soundtrack release. It's like... Really, eh? Like, I understand, you know, Nintendo. Like, I think they're a little better now. But a lot of times they don't release soundtracks. But it's like, these are like major composers, not that any anyone else composing music for Nintendo games isn't, but it's just like it's kind of weird to think about these two people in particular that they've made so many soundtracks for things like, you know, a series of Mario games, and there's no soundtrack. It's kind of wild. I I don't know why. Like yeah, you, like you said, they're getting a little bit better about that. They do release some of their soundtracks, but they're also becoming a big omission now on streaming services too, where it's just you can have anything you want, but Nintendo Nintendo music. Yeah, right. So. I don't know. Either way, yeah, there's happy so to have many them both. YouTube channels I follow, so many YouTube channels I follow have had all their Nintendo stuff taken down. And oh it's yeah, really sad. it is sad. Yeah. And like want, they keep coming back, at least you know. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I want my Breath of the Wild um, music compilation set to like ambient winds video. Back. <laughs> oh, I love those. Yeah. Oh, I should check my folder for that. Yeah, I have like a whole bunch of those like three hour uh, video game playlists, and just from time to time I do a sweep and just like you know this one's gone. This one's gone oh yeah, if it ever gets re- if it ever gets re-upped, I'm just gonna download it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, I do, I do get it. I do get it when like like at least with Breath of the Wild, there is a soundtrack. You can buy the soundtrack right. and, like when they have this stuff, but. When, when it's older stuff like this, and most of them don't even yeah. have soundtracks, and there's no way no. you can actually support or pay money for the music, it's kind of weird that they're so intent on removing it, because, like, well, where else are people listening to it? You can't buy the Preserve game anymore, yeah. you can't buy the soundtrack, like, what's, what's it hurting? Or just put it up on a YouTube channel or something like that. You know, just right. have somewhere where it can stay. Yeah, know, do a safe. Do a Square Enix and just upload like whole albums. That to YouTube channel, I still like. can't get over that they did that. Like, good on them. I love Square Enix for That's that. Amazing. Yeah, like they've gotten beca- they've become such a good music label. Funny enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because they're very open about how people access your music, and it's good. Get it out there. Get the artists out there. Get them paid. You know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They have so many good musicians. You gotta let it be heard. Mm-hmm. All right, so for our last block, we have we have one more Nintendo game that never got a soundtrack. <laughs> so I promise I didn't actually intend to pick two games that started with Star. That's just how it worked out today. Um, so my last pick today is the Ocean World map from Star Tropics. One of my favorite the original Star Ocean. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite NES games. Yeah. And uh, after that, Peter, you have your other song today. Yeah, so I have um, a remix of Bisade Island. Um, this song was originally by Masashi Hamauzu. Uh, this version is remixed by Narukami Music. It's a chill hop remix. So think of it as lo-fi beats to set pina coladas to. <laughs> In this case, wouldn't it be lo-fi beats to play Blitzball to? Oh yeah, totally. Okay. All right, let's go listen to Ocean World Map and Bisade Island. 
So Ocean World Map, uh, probably not the actual song name, but with no soundtrack, not sure what it's really called, but it is an, a world map in the ocean. Although I guess every map in Star <laughs> Tropics is in the ocean because um, you're just going island to island for every chapter. Um, it's so good. It's, it's, it's another thing. Yeah, it's another one like we talked about with like limited hardware and like what can you do with it. Um, it just... I feel like it still has that that tropical feeling with like drums and all the other instruments we've talked about today. It's just an eight bit version of them. Like it has some nice bass to it. Um, the bass, yeah, the beat is really good. That doom, 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 yeah, doom, doom. like yeah, that was a good soundtrack. That one had. It was later SNES. Uh, sorry, it was a later Nintendo title. So yeah, this yeah, one was. It. And then unless I had looked it up a few weeks ago, I actually think the sequel. The sequel was one of the last NES games. I think it actually came out oh, after cool. after the Super Nintendo did. And they're like, uh, yeah, we're still doing this game, so here you go. Oh, that's interesting. I, I always like the title screen theme for it too. That da 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 da. You know, that was that one was really pretty. Yeah, cool. like you mentioned before we recorded that it, there are some like really like unsettling, like creepy, serious themes in this game. Um, but a lot of the music is is similar to this one. It's it's really it's really upbeat and just kind of has like. A nice bounce to it. The dolphin music. That's one of my favorite lines in the entire game. Because yeah. when you start that chapter, the, the the mom dolphin comes out and she says something like, It's like, I need you to help my my boy dolphin or, or something like it's just so it's so odd. It's like I don't I'd have to look it up. I don't think the game I think the game was made in Japan but made for the US. So I don't know if it was even translated. It was just like, well, this is just the dialogue we're going with. My boy dolphin. Not your dolphin son. Um, the boy dolphin. Your boy dolphin. They look like the girl dolphin, so you gotta, you know. Well, the girl dolphin has the, the little pink ribbon on on its head. Well, so that's that, how you that's, know. That's what girls look like. Well, yeah. I mean, they always have a pink ribbon. <laughs> always. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh my god, I just found a reimagined 30 anniversary tribute Star Tropics album on YouTube, so... Okay, well, so you're gonna... They, they use actual steel drums in it, You're gonna so. link me to that, please. I will. Uh, but no, this was a really good one, and just in general, like, I think, like, Star Tropics is kind of what had this... Started this fascination with the tropical themes in video games. <laughs> I don't know, there's always something very pleasant about this game. And unsettling, too, because there's, like, weird aliens and stuff like that, too you save like an alien race or something like that like it's like i said it's the original star ocean yeah it, it definitely goes places you wouldn't think uh for a lot of the game but i've always been a fan of it i i know i don't think it's aged as well as i would like like for me yeah like for me i still like it um i yeah. actually had played through it a few months ago with hillary because hillary had never played it and you know we were we were trading off and she was getting in the dungeons with like the that's really where the controls are are tough and she's like uh yeah what's going on here it's like wait i have to like change directions before i can even move in that direction <laughs> i'm like yes why why is the jumping why has the jumping worked this way and like yeah so there's <laughs> definitely platforms i know like there's definitely some nostalgia at work for how much i like the game itself but i the music is just wonderful it's also one of those games that I'm like, like I have the sound effects burn into my mind. Yeah, like I said, the platform popping, that. Yep. You know, it just such a strange game, but it's it's really cool at the same time. It had like Rob in it or some sort of weird robot. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, like a little bit of everything was happening in this game. The wannabe Rob controlled the submarine. <laughs> 
Yeah, it does. It really did come from this era where like there wasn't really a set industry standard for how these yeah. things were supposed to go. So games well companies said, yeah. just went nuts, like trying yeah. to figure out how movement was supposed to feel and jumping was supposed to feel, and like it's it's something that's just that's just something i always find really interesting about these older games but the song's really good too um i know we mentioned this a little bit ago but like it's the same deal i think with the golden sun song where it's like you're making the best with what you have with limited hardware um and it just manages to be this short upbeat happy song that really does manage to convey that tropical feel despite being like again like an 8-bit uh nes song i think greg went away Yes. No, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> I'm just listening because you're all saying kind of a lot of what uh, I have to say too. But um, uh, no, we stole your notes. I hate when that happens. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> I mean, as it always happens. I'm glad that you get to talk first, usually on your songs, because you're always such a gracious host. Whenever we do these, that you let everybody else go first, and you're like, so yeah, music, music's good. <laughs> I do like. What, I mean, I always want people who good. to talk about their own song first, but yeah. Well, absolutely. For but, the most uh, part, I want to be here to facilitate the discussion and then jump exactly. in when I can. But sometimes, yeah, you miss out on some really choice notes. But uh, I, I've i only just recently um, explored Star Traffic's lightly uh, over the past year with once it came to like Switch Online. Because uh, I've heard you talk it up a bunch. I was like, oh, what's this about? And I was like, oh, I can see why Mike likes this because it's Mike. Uh, and uh, and it's, it's a fun little game i haven't really gone too far i've only kind of just explored like the first kind of village and area a little bit and i would like to go back to it because but it is something to commit to because of how it's dated as you were all saying but this track is is great it's so fun and plucky um it's weird because like if you didn't know it was from an rpg it would also fit into like any platformer of the day except for the fact that i find it's got like this languidness to it that and like that kind of bit of hope whatever instilled into the instrumentation somehow given that it's such limited hardware that um that it's just i guess it set, makes it a bit more it has a story to tell right yeah so i think that was the big thing that did kind of just make it uh different from like just throw it into the background of some sort of like mappy land level so oh, it's, you, why it's, would you bring up mappy land <laughs> I don't know. It's it's one of my formative Nintendo games for some reason. Wow, I'm sorry. Got us. It's on Switch Online, oh God, so clearly someone remembers that. Yeah. It was one of the first Nintendo games I think I rented back when. Not one of the ones I owned, though. I remember the music. This is basically like the Goonies game. <laughs> the sequel that we never got a movie for. Um, yeah, so Star Tropics, like this, and like I said, it's also got a surprisingly long loop. Uh, and it's it's lovely. Like I could easily sail around the ocean or whatever, and um, and listen to this. It's it's a nice bop. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be nice to hear this uh, remastered. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't expect that would ever happen. There's no reason for it at all. But... No. I mean, I'm glad it's on the online service. I I would hope that eventually they put the sequel on there as well. So we'll see. If they ever revived the series in any way, shape, or form, Mike, would you want them just to, like, make a new entry or, like, reboot it? How would you want to see Star Tropics come back? <laughs> That's a good question. It's a product of its time, big time. It um, really is. Um, I don't know. I don't know what a new one would even look like at this point. I guess anything could go, really. Right. 
make it exactly like it or change the direction completely because you, you effectively can't there's so much to work off of besides just a, a cool hodgepodge of ideas and a bunch of <laughs> and a bunch of towns that end in the word cola oh yeah yeah there, there's some aspects of that game that definitely haven't aged well <laughs> and if you don't want to listen to someone you stick bananas in your ears because i guess that does that one person look like they're holding a banana am i crazy which one person uh, it's like, I think it's like a shaman person and like, they're kind of like waving their hand. But when I was a kid, I thought it was a banana. Oh, that, I mean, maybe they were because there is this weird sort of recurring joke about Mike about putting bananas? bananas in his ears. It's in the ending. Uh, spoilers. I, I say, yeah. <laughs> okay. I sent you the picture of it. Like it's, yeah, like there's some parts of it that are just kind of weird and creepy. Like whenever it takes you to an NPC to talk to them, it's like in this black soulless room. Right. Right. And it plays like really creepy music. I'm like, why is this part so creepy? They're just being nice to you. Right. It's just like kind of part of the like NES weird that kind of branded the games back then. Mm-hmm. If you know it, you know it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like the game over theme is kind of traumatizing sounding and creepy. It's like you turn into a ghost. I'm like, God, I'm dead. Yeah. I just wanted to enjoy this island. <laughs> I, I do recommend it. I mean, despite everything I said, like it hasn't aged well and it's you'll probably you'll probably die a lot um, if only because you're struggling with the controls. So I will freely admit that playing through this time I use those save states on the Switch constantly. Game genie. Just constant reloading. I'm like, oh. I mean, there there are multiple rooms in some of the different dungeons that literally you jump into the room, like from another room, and you fall yeah. in the water and die. And there's no way to avoid it. It's really just, it's just there to mess with you. So I'm like, you know what? I don't mind I using using save states on that because that's just yeah. not fair. That's obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. I um I recently was playing uh, the Mega Man that I didn't know existed on the Sega Genesis. Oh yeah. Switch online service mm-hmm. with my friend, and we were playing it into the night. We're getting tired, so we're making dumb mistakes. And I would like rewind it back. He's like, "Oh, I forgot about that feature." I'm like, "Yeah." There's a part of me that, like, the purest in me doesn't want to use it. But then I remember I'm 39 and ain't got time for that. So (laughs) if I'm inevitably going to beat it anyways by bumping my head against it a lot, why not just use the feature? It's there for the convenience of letting us get through these games that we just want to play through. If we're not, like, I'm not speedrunning it. I'm not trying to compete with anybody. I'm not streaming it. So I don't need to get good. I just want to enjoy the game and see what it's about. So it's like, you know what? Use it. Exactly. That's how I feel, too. And if you want to be a purist, that's fine. You do you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with you. No, I agree with that. Like, uh, like, yeah, I usually don't mind using, like, stupid cheat tactics. I'm just in the interest of time. If I was back in high school and I had, like, tons of free time. And I did. I used to play games on hard mode all the time. But now I just keep it easy and just want to get through it. Because I got so much to play and a big backlog to get through. Oh, yeah. I, I look at it now and I'm like, how is it I played Final Fantasy VII, like, two or three times and I maxed out the I clock know. every run because I had to do everything in the game. Oh, I love like, that it maxes out the clock on that I'm one. Like, I yeah. can't even imagine doing that with the game now. All right. Now, segue that into Final Fantasy X and I, I will applaud. I love Final Fantasy X. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I want this. I want ten three to happen. I really, really do. I... Add three to seven. Mm-hmm. Ten. I want it to bring back turn-based, though, most of all. I, I, I do think ten has like one of the best turn-based battle systems they've ever had. But, um, no, so, like, this song, 
in Final Fantasy X in general, I'll just forever associate with beaches and sunshine and water. Yeah. It really is one of the main motifs of that game. And Besaid Island in particular being one of the first areas of the game you visit. It's this beachfront community. It's small. It's compact. It's got that really iconic music to it. You're on a journey um, with friends. Yeah, exactly. It's well, like this big kitty. It's just like, yeah, exactly. This is like the beginning of that journey. Yeah. So I just always forever associate that song with, you know, peace and tranquility. Um, and especially so I like, you know, I really do enjoy lo-fi, uh, chill hop type music. I listen yeah. to a lot of that in my spare time. Same. Uh, share that on Slack sometime really too. Nicely. Or share me any good ones and I'd be happy to share it to, you know, through the oh, channels. I'll, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a playlist I'll hit you up with that I listen By to all means, the time. yeah. But the, the, and that's actually where I heard this remix for the first time because it's in a video that I watch all the time. And um, what I real and I really enjoy that it for me too. Again, I've talked a lot about in this podcast about how I have these like associations with songs. Yeah. And for me, this version kind of reminds me of like listening to music on the beach at night. Like, Ooh. Um, mine's a day of... memory. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's cute. Yeah, yeah it, no, I like that we have, like, different, you know, like, where you kind of remember hearing a song for the first time and just the memories that it seems to associate with. It's oh, yeah, for curious sure. curious and cool. Yeah, I always like talking to people about those. Like, like, even just how music can take you away or, like, you remember where you were at what point in your life when you heard a song for the first time and it made a, that impact on you. And, like, a few of these. Like, I know I've heard some of these songs in the summertime and, you know, you just kind of remember that one summer you had back when you were young. For sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a very peaceful rendition of this eight island, and I enjoy it immensely. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, <laughs> hate you. <laughs> did, did you? You know, I have like a weakness for lo-fi and chill hop stuff, right? Like we all do. Um, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this is targeted to you. This no, yeah. this song works so well. Like this, um, I I, I listen to the regular. I listen to them back to back just to compare, and uh, it's it's one of those ones that really adds and changes a lot but really doesn't it keeps the spirit of the song really intact it just it's really similar to the original but takes it down a notch and it's funny you mentioned what you said about nighttime because my first thought was if final fantasy 10 was a game with day and night cycles like i could see this as the nighttime theme on the beach as a companion to the oh, regular yeah. one absolutely valid so yeah really really chill i love this a lot Actually, it was funny. I tried to add the Chill Hop version to my music folder on YouTube, and it was already there. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's just so nice. I liked it twice. <laughs> um, I did. I did drop my. I did drop my playlist into Slack. But uh, oh, goody. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's we're gonna have a lot. We're gonna have a lot of good, a good stuff to listen to after this show, and I appreciate we, that. Yeah, we might have to follow up with this. We should even do just like like playlists, like as a news piece that you can just click off to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That might be hard. Sorry, I'm getting into ideas, Mom. <laughs> Hell, you're fine. <laughs> Listeners we'll will, uh, will not contradict you on that. That's true. Right? They're always good to have good music shared. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, Mike, the original that Hamatsu did is already quite so chill. Uh, I think I like really... this version more than the remastered 10 version that <laughs> got a bit <laughs> somber with it. Which which I, I had that song, that, that, that remastered pick was one of the first Rhythm Encounter picks I ever did with Steven. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like I have a special connection with this song. Well, it does such a good job of setting up the tone yeah. for this new world you're in, by, but also trying to, like, reduce the threat of it. Um, since you are waking up in just this strange new place immediately off the top. So 
yeah, if it's a friend or foe, then you're like, oh, friend, great, okay, cool. Yeah, because yeah, Titus sees the Blitzball and immediately is like, oh, I know what to do with this. And it's probably the first time he's ever felt grounded since awakening in Spira and being attacked by Sin and all this stuff, fighting weird fish monsters. <laughs> well, exactly. And it's like a very grounded song for how light and airy it feels. Um, it feels like like home, like tradition. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, I get know? that homey vibe with it too. Because yeah, where you start out and just how quaint it feels and yeah, safe. quaint. <laughs> yeah, it's respite. Respite. Yeah. Okay, that's actually a great word for it. If you're like me and you've heard the song like fifty to a hundred times before, uh, do you ever get lost in like that beat that do 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 <laughs> that goes on in the back? It's got like such a weird beat to it too. It's like some sort of very dark, like low tone in the back. Oh, I like I'm that one for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's in the original and just like a very kind of down tempo beat that you hear in the background. Yeah, and it's a lot more prominent in the original too. Like the very. later versions tend to emphasize the piano part more. This isn't really about the song, but I had to look it up, Peter, since you said you brought on the HD one a while ago. That was episode 25. That oh, was, wow. That was 75 <laughs> episodes ago. Gosh darn. <laughs> It's crazy to see how old like the HD one is getting too now, up in years. Yeah, I was a sophomore in college. That's true. Amusing thing, uh, how you said that, uh, yeah, episode 25 was the, when that song was on, which was roughly 75 odd, whatever, episodes ago. Um, and here we are now, 75 episodes later, which like Solosi would have covered in like three weeks. <laughs> yes well that. you know we had those several years where we didn't have any episodes so that was part of it yeah no no doubt it's just uh no, none of the podcast machine works as efficiently as retro that's for sure that is true that man is a workhorse uh but yeah the whole song or soundtrack rather for 10 the whole game is very much summer aesthetic for the most part too because it's one of the most vibrant ones and then after that we got like 11 and 12 which were much more gray <laughs> uh, like medievally drab in a sense, which worked. Like there was, I have nothing against it. Twelve is beautiful 12 is in its not, own way, but it's not vibrant. There's parts of it. There's, <laughs> there's parts of it. I love a lot of twelve, so I cannot find much fault with it. But uh, ten, yeah, ten was ten was a time. Ten again, it feels like a quality summer game. So I'm glad you brought this one on, and again, a, such a summer vibe version of the song too. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. All right. True. Well, I know I know some people have to go somewhat soon, so I'll do our little wrap up here. I, I'm going to mention we we all talked about this like off the air earlier. Um, I don't think it's really that big a deal, but I'm just going to address it because we talked about it a little bit with the Super Nintendo episode and why we didn't have things like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI, and that's just because we've had them on the show a lot, and we wanted to like diversify. And again, it was actually the same story here, where I didn't tell anyone not to bring on anything really obvious, um, because when we're, we were talking about uh, tropical stuff, and it'd be really easy to bring on something like Chrono Cross, and, and somehow none of us brought on uh, Costa del Sol from Final Fantasy VII, so if you were... If you were expecting them, I'm sorry. That one I regret. Um, But at the same time, you know, we don't always want to bring on the expected things. Like if you if you're listening and you think, oh, that should have been there. You already know the song. So part of what we want to do with the show is try to introduce people to new music as well. So 
if you already know those ones, then great. Like go listen to Chrono Cross. It's amazing. Um, we have featured it over a dozen times on, on Rhythm Encounter. So there's no shortage of it. Um, a lot of the games on today, though, we have featured very little, if at all. In fact, almost all of the songs on today are games that are new to the show. So I'm I'm ha- yeah, I'm happy with everyone's picks. It was it was a good time. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. All right. So that was our show. Uh, coming up next, um, we have we have some uh, interesting things coming up. Uh, our next one is we haven't decided on the name yet because I, we don't really want to call the next episode uh, Bad Games with Good Music because I realize <laughs> the bad game part is subjective. But it's some, Soiled treasures. It's some, oh, it'll be something like that. Game, <laughs> basically games where we have... It's a little seedy. <laughs> It'll basically be music where we think the music is better than the game that it's in. And I think that would There's just be a so fun discussion. There is. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's coming next. Uh, after that, we thought it'd be good to do a companion episode to the Super Nintendo one. So we're going to do an episode on Genesis music because we have we have had very little Sega uh, on R- Rhythm Encounter for a long time. Steven was so good about Sega music early on in the show. And I feel like we need to get some of that back. So. Yeah, so those are our next two episodes, so look forward to those. If you have feedback on this show, uh, you can email us at music at rpgfan.com. Uh, if you want to reach out to me in particular, you can get to me at mike at rpgfan.com. That's the best way to reach me. Greg, what's the best way for people to reach you? Uh, at Greg Downwich, pretty much anywhere on the interwebs. GDL me on our Discord. All right. How about you, Peter? Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at I Have Fury. Um, you can also email me, PeterT at RPGFan.com. Your Mario and Luigi themed username? For real? <laughs> I've, I've, had, I've had it for, for over a decade now. It's been my, it, that's been my thing. It's you. <laughs> All right. How about you, Steph? Uh, you can find me just about anywhere as Dice SMS. Uh, follow me. I like drawing pretty pictures and sharing funny pictures. <laughs> When the she art does draw. Call. She does do pretty pictures. You, you definitely <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, please do. I love talking with other you know, geeks and nerds alike. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good times. So if you enjoyed our show, please listen to RPG Fan's other podcasts. We have Random Encounter every other week, which is about general RPG topics, new site stuff, uh, reviews, news, you know, whatever's going on in the RPG sphere. Um, and we also have Retro Encounter every Thursday, which... Every month features a game journal of playing through an an old RPG. And then in between there are some other bonus episodes. So there's always something interesting going on in that show every week. So be sure to check those out. Check out our site at RPGFan.com. We're on Twitch. Um, We actually just launched a a merchandise shop. So if you want to check that out, there's a link in the show notes. But you can also just go to RPGFan.com slash shop. More coming soon. More coming. But, you know, if you want a, a T-shirt or a hoodie or a mug or pins, um, those those mugs and the stickers have been doing really well so far. So I think people are liking those. Oh, my God. I just thought of another brilliant idea. Oh, good. Let me know. Yes. <laughs> and we'll sell that, too. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, please you know review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, wherever you're listening. We appreciate that. Review, subscriptions. It all helps us out. Oh, and that is mostly our episode. Uh, Peter, you are doing our bonus track today. So what do we got? What are we closing out with? 
Yep, so Steph actually accidentally alluded to this earlier in the episode, but I had to do it. I had to pick a Kingdom Hearts 1 track. Oh, yes. So there we go. You do. We are, but it's it's not the normal Destiny the thing. Island theme. It is the remixed version of Bustin' Up on the Beach. This uh. is the battle theme yeah. from Destiny Islands. When you're having your little sword fights with Riku, Waka... Titus and Selfie. Uh, I yeah. love that there are kids there. It's so cute. It's really cute. Okay, so this is yeah. from the 1.5 HD version. This is I was this is sad the remix. They kept bringing version. in like yep. other Final Fantasy heroes as adults. I wish they did the kid thing more. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would have enjoyed that for sure. Yeah. I wonder. Right. I wonder if Squall <laughs> Squall was happier as a kid. That would have been interesting. No, no, he wasn't. Remember, he was at that orphanage still. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna like, say. I'm pretty sure that's the plot of Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> Bold of you to assume I remember the plot of that game. Okay, oh, you forgot valid. it just like the characters did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sensible chuckles had. All right, let's let's uh, let's close out today with uh, busting up on the beach from Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD Remix. Uh, thank you everyone for being here. Thanks everyone for listening. So let's go. Let's go have our pina coladas now. I, yeah. Why why can't I lose weight? Anyway, look, I found more Oreos and more Kit Kats. <laughs> Does it, anyone want some blueberry muffin Kit Kats? Because they're delicious. Oh, the my eternal God. struggle. Those sounds sound great, really though. gross, but I'm curious if you say it's good.